ครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับครับ It's fermented with an authentic Bavarian Weizen yeast to pr- produce its unique flavor profile, fruity, spicy, and refreshing. Try it without a lemon. Do you ever put lemons True. in your beers? No, and I would definitely not put a lemon in this kind of style of beer because this is not your normal Hefeweizen, your, your pyramids or your shock tops. This is a Bavarian Hef. has a, kind of like a banana taste normally. Uh, this is like kind of one of my go-to beers. This is what I always look for whenever I go to a bar or I go to a restaurant. I always see if they have this style of beer because not a lot of places actually brew this style. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. I, I like it. Hefeweizen. That's, um, that's a, it's a wheat beer, right? And from what I was looking at online, two main types of wheat beer are the Weissbier, which is mm-hmm. like uh, based on German tradition, and the Wittbier based on Belgian tradition. So this one is going to be a Weissbier. Or yes. the Hefeweizen? Is that, is that how you say it in your, in your native tongue? Yes, that's exactly how I say it. Oh, in my cool. native tongue. Perfect. Toy, 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 toy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I don't know if I've ever had this one, but um, I'm sure I have at some See, point in my life. Yeah, you, for weeks you've been bitching, oh, I don't want to do this one. I know, I know. You never even had it. You don't even know. You don't even know what's care. happening. I've never eaten shit either, but I know I'm not going to like shit. Have you ever eaten shit? Do you know what it tastes like? Do you think you like it? I haven't. No, but... No, you don't think you, you like it? You know you won't like it. I know I won't like it. How do you know that? You never know. Oh, fuck. Well, I, I mean, that's it. true. Oh, my God. Did you hear it? <laughs> I did hear it. I'll just open mine, too. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll finish it. Oof, that was a nice crack. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Like half um, open and I just... Oh, paused oh, it real quick. Got oh, scared. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pour mine right now. What was the um? I don't know. What What are your backies today? Uh, okay, I got a couple backies besides more of this half. Um, I do have some Cures Light, so I might have that. Uh, I also have some Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Might have that. I don't know. And I also have this Mind Haze. I think that's what it is by um, Firestone Brewery. Oh, damn! So. You got nothing but independent, huh? And I don't think Firestone's independent anymore. Really? Yeah, I think they got bought out. I think Mike won't. He refuses to drink it now. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I could be wrong, though. You're probably wrong. Probably. I'm always wrong. Always, always wrong. 
I'm squeezing a lime in mine right now. No, I'm just kidding. Not. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready to go, baby. Okay, here we go. Now that is a beer. That is a quality, quality, quality beer. Yeah, that's um, that's not bad. Yeah, you little shit. I was, <laughs> it's not bad. I'm not a big like hef guy. Really, the only hef that I will drink willingly and buy is just uh, the the Widmer Brothers Hefeweizer. Good. I think it's okay. No man, this is this is a good solid German hef. This is what, you know, that's what this is. It tastes, it tastes like I expected it to. It wasn't as kind of gross and nasty aftertaste. It's a little little fruity, so that's kind of good. And I, I dig that. Yeah. But, um, mm, it's so good. Ooh. So what do you think would pair well with this at BJ's Brew House and Restaurant? I mean, I'm going to say pizza. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think fucking pizza. I think actually pizza would go really, really well with this because if you got like the heavy pizza with like the grease and the pepperonis and then kind of offset it with this little lighter, a little bit fruity drink, I think I think they both would go really well with each other. Kind of like the opposites attract type of thing. Yeah, I think so too. Solid. Even uh, I, I usually have this when I have the sliders there too. It goes really well with their, their sliders. They have really good sliders and they, they like cook it with, uh, they cook their sliders with uh, ketchup in it. Not in it, but they they the ketchup's on the bun when they cook the buns. Ew. Yeah, it's really fucking good. That's disgusting. Suck it. It's suck it. So, what are you gonna rate this Harvest Hefeweizen by uh, from BJ's Brewhouse? I'm gonna give it a solid two because I will I will try this again next time I go to BJ's. I might even start off with this during the app phase. Ooh. So when I'm okay. munching on my chili cheese fries with no sour cream, I might even order this and then move on to the piranha <laughs> when my pizza comes. Um, yes. But I'm definitely going to try this again. I'm definitely going to have it again in store, in house. I got another crowler, so um, I don't. I mean, this was a couple of days ago too. It's a couple of days old, so I'm not sure how how good it is after a couple of days. But, oh, it's still good. Don't worry. But I would like to try it like fresh, fresh from the tap. Hmm. Yeah, Ooh. solid too. So good. Okay, I'm give, I give this a a perfect three. It's, it's so good. I fucking love it. Dude, I just spit my beer all over it's the so fucking good. mixer. Yeah, now we can't pot anymore because you fucked up. I can't believe you said but, that. No, this, this beer is perfect. It's it's such a good, solid Hefeweizen. Damn. Good stuff. It, it's what I always get at BJ's. Sometimes if I want to get crazy, my second beer or maybe even a third beer Woo. might be a Piranha Pale Ale, but usually this is my go-to. Is this uh, Harvest Hef? So that's intense. There you go. Jeff gives it a perfect three. I <laughs> gave it a perfect three. Um, let's just move on to our songs of the week. That sound good? Sounds good. Okay. So, who should go first here? Both of our picks are Weezer related. Well, you but go wh- first. Who should go first? Why don't I go first? Yeah. Okay. So I went with a band called Moth. Uh, I've talked about them in the past. Uh, they were. They were around for maybe about 15 years. They put out an album that got some radio and MTV airplay. Um, <clears throat> the band is called Moth, and the song I chose is called Thinking Please. It's off the record that I was just talking about. Um, the Weezer connection 
is that Adam Willard mm. used to play in Moth. He didn't play on this record because Josh Freeze played on this record. But Adam Willard played in this band, and Adam Willard was at one point Pat Wilson, Pat Wilson's drum tech from Weezer. So he was also in a band with Pat Wilson go. too. Oh, that's right, he was. The special goodness. Go. The special goodness, baby. Okay, so here it is. The song is Thinking Please by Moth. The tension in the chain was about to break And the gears and the wheels had all they could take And the pressure in her head went crazy and freaked And now she laughs when she tries to speak That's it. The song is Thinking Please by the band Moth. Fuck, man. That's a banger of a song. Yeah, that's it's a good, so that's a goodie. Uh, had you heard them before? Or I, I think I'd showed you some at some point in the past, but had you ever really gotten into them at all? Uh, the only, I mean, yeah, Moth is just like a solid pop punk band. And another song that I remember them doing is Icy Sound. Yeah, that was the hit. That was the big hit. So they're, I mean, they're definitely... You know, I, on my radar, I guess. But I haven't listened to them in many, many moons. Man, they're so good. It's especially this album. That album is fantastic. Not just because Josh Freeze plays on it, but because the songwriting is really good. But uh, so, yeah, there you have it. My pick, Thinking Please by Moth. Go check them out. There are a lot of bands on Spotify named Moth. So it actually is kind of hard to find this band's music on there. You kind of have to search for it. <laughs> but it's pretty damn good. So... What does Jeff have for his song of the week? Uh, mine is also kind of related to Weezer, I guess. Right? A little bit? Yes. <coughs> Just I kidding. Think it's, a lot. It's, uh, a lot of it. It's Scott and Rivers. I actually, I've never actually heard this music until this week. But um, Rivers hooked up with the singer from Alistair, Scott Murphy. Mm-hmm. And they went on tour, I guess, in the late 2000s in Japan. And they both were kind of introduced to each other that way and realized that they both had this affinity for Japanese culture. And I think Scott like got really into it and like speaks Japanese either fluently or semi-fluently. And so when they got home, Rivers asked the record label to hook him up and arrange a meeting. 
And so they did, and they made um, they made a really a really catchy album. Yeah, it's really this fucking song is cool. Very catchy. <laughs> uh, this one's actually named in English, so I don't have to try to, you know, speak Japanese because I'm. I you know how good I am at speaking other languages. Well, this is those so, are characters, even you can't even sound them out. <laughs> I don't even yeah, know I where to start. I'm, <laughs> I'm so lost when it comes to this. But uh, yeah, here's uh, here's Homely Girl by. Uh, who is it? Is it River? Just Scott and Rivers? Scott and Rivers. Scott and Rivers. So cool, so different, and just so out of left field. I love it. It's very, it's, it's very reminiscent of like Green Era Weezer for me. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. With all those like the chugging kind of downstrokes and everything. Yeah, it's very green, very, very green. It was very, it was very surprising. I was very happy with with um with this with this artist. I just can't believe how much Japanese they put in there. Yes. How much Japanese they spoke. I was surprising to me i thought at first it was gonna be all japanese with just like titles here and there of english words and phrases yeah. and stuff but they started singing english and that was kind of cool too and i like i like the back and forth even though these kind of yeah, sound similar cool. you i mean you, if you're a weezer fan or a rivers fan you can definitely pick up when he sings and when it's the other dude oh absolutely yeah all right everybody we're we're done with our songs of the week i brought to the table moth and their song thing he please and jeff brought Rivers and Scott, Homely Girl. So now we could get into some new music that has been released this week. The first bit of news we have, or not news, a new album or a new EP that came out this week. Uh, there's this band I've been following for about like the last six months called Eben Flod. They put out their new EP called Nautilus. Uh, they're very like ambient and just kind of chill and relaxing and they're... They they're really really good and they're they're good to listen to like at night in the dark and I don't know if you gave it a chance but Mm-mm. I thought they were so I thought I think they're really really good they're very atmospheric and it's cool they're good they're a good band so yeah Evan Flood put out their new EP called Nautilus uh, some new songs we're only gonna play a couple of them but uh, the first one here is Taylor Hawkins from the drummer from the Foo Fighters he put out his another new song called Middle Child. Uh, it was good. It was solid. Good Taylor Hawkins. Uh, we talked about him last week. The last week's song was an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. This one's okay. And I think this one featured Dave Grohl. 
Did it? Um, yeah, it's your no. Yeah, it's this. The, yeah, this one featured. Oh, Dave Grohl. yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was it was okay. I thought it was still good. It was alright. Nah, it was good. You're crazy. You're crazy. I was blown away by last week's, and I like I'm not blown away by this one. <laughs> well, nobody's blown away by this next song, and this I was blown away is uh, <laughs> blown away how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, this next song is by, uh, some dude from Canada named Goody Grace. Uh, the guys from Blink-182 or two of the guys from Blink-182 <laughs> joined him on this song and in this video and it's called Scumbag. I'm just going to play it real quick and then, uh, we'll shit on it. So here it is. Scumbag by Goody Grace featuring Blink. I don't know, I don't know how it got so bad, but it got so bad. I don't know why I make you sad. Scumbag by Goody Grace featuring two of the guys from Blink 182. So, not interested, right? I mean, I'm so <laughs> just disappointed and <laughs> kind of grossed out. And just there's so many, there's so many feelings, feelings that I have. Feelings. I, this is beyond even kind of any kind of like bad I can even think of. It's embarrassing. Right? It's just. It's like, could they not have chosen the most generic, boring-sounding person in the fucking world? Like, he's, it's just bottom-of-the-barrel, generic alt-rock. Ugh, it's gross. And this dude's, like, 20 years old. Yeah. And they're, he's hanging out with, like, 45-year-old guys, you know? And just, I just don't get it. And then Matt Skiba's not even in it. He's not even a part of it. Not at all. Not at all. Not in the video, not in the song. And, like I was telling Jeff earlier this week, I think it's a sign that Matt Skiba's on his way out. I'm calling it. Tom's on his I'm way in. Al- I'm, I'm usually always wrong, but, you know, I, I really think t- Matt Skiba's on his way out. His contract, I feel, is coming to an end because he is a hired gun. He really is a hired gun, and I think this is it for him. And I'm sure he's happy about it if, if he is going. Who knows? He looks just, he looks just so. I, I feel every time I we, we watch an interview or, or do anything, I feel like Skiba thinks Mark is just the biggest idiot in the entire world. Mm-hmm. He looks at him like, "Dude, you're so fucking dumb. Like, you're lucky my yeah. paycheck's fucking huge. Otherwise, I'd slap the shit out of you. You're so stupid." <laughs> just like the look that he gives him all the time. He he it looks like he hates like, him. 
like just disgust, Absolutely. absolute disgust. But the paycheck's good, so I guess you can't complain too much. Yeah. I don't know. That's the way she goes. Awful video, uh, awful song. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking. I, I don't know who thought it was a good idea, but somebody out there did. So, uh, the next song is a much better song. Not great, but much better. Uh, this came from Rivers Cuomo, singer from Weezer. He, um, uh, what show is this for? Or movie is this Green for? Green Eggs and Ham. Green Eggs and Ham. He wrote a song called Backflip. Uh, it's very poppy. It's very fun. And it's what you would expect for a movie like this or for Dr. Seuss. I think it's going to be like know? a short thing on Netflix. And this, this song is going to be like the theme song or something. But I'm super stoked for it. I think this song's yeah. fantastic. I think it's going to be awesome to watch Dr. Seuss and this Netflix short. I'm excited. I'm stoked. Yeah, it, it's going to be cool. Uh, the next thing here is uh, Steve Perry, former singer from Journey. I don't know why I'm talking about him, but he's popular. And uh, he put out a cover of the Christmas song Silver Bells. Uh, he did, really didn't do much with it. It sounds just like every other version of Silver Bells. It's and boring. Except his, voice, except his voice is a little bit deeper and a little bit more raspy. But what do you expect? The dude's old. So I'm not going to play that. Um, Mike Shinoda uh, is definitely washed up. He put out a new Ooh. song called Fine, and it sucks. Harsh. It sucks. You, you have to agree. He hasn't put out anything good. Even with Lincoln Park, they hadn't put out anything good in years. I agree. I don't know if I call him washed up, though. That's, nah, he's washed you're up. You're mean, dude. He's washed Ooh. up. Well, this next person is very washed up, and that's Bon Jovi. What is and, this? Uh, they put out a new song called Unbroken, and six minutes looks, of bullshit. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. And in the video, John Bon Jovi's like all gray and he looks really weird because he still has that like fake young looking face with this like gray, gray hair. It <laughs> just, it's really off putting. I don't like it. It's kind of gross. But yeah, so new Bon Jovi, the song is unbroken. Definitely not going to play that. But I wanted to talk shit about it. So there you go. Perfect. The last song here is uh, from a band that Jeff and I both love dearly. This is their first song, I think, in 16 years. It's a if I'm not long mistaken. time. Yeah, so the Vandals. The Vandals, 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 they finally made a new song. Hopefully are working on a new album. All signs point to that. Uh, but this song is called Curse of the Unripe Pumpkin. Uh, they put a video out for it, too, and it's just kind of weird and quirky and fun, so I'm going to play a little bit of it. So here is the Vandals and the song Curse of the Unripe Pumpkin. It's about Halloween. Rather, it's about a jack-o'-lantern. So shall we sing that one?
That's some new music from the Vandals. Curse of the Unripe Pumpkin. It's so fun. It's so goofy and dumb. Ah, I love the Vandals so much. Yeah. I don't care what you say, Jeff. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it's, it just seems to me that if you're going to be dormant, like a volcano, when a volcano sleeps for a, you know, a half a century and it erupts, it didn't just like drool out a couple pieces of a lava. It erupts lava? into this of whole a lava? Yeah, a couple pieces of lava. It erupts into this thing where it covers like half the planet. Okay. So when the vandals have been dormant for so long and they come out and it's like, okay, yeah, this is a pretty safe pop punk song. I, I, I dig it. It's cool. That's just kind of like this is the equivalent of a couple pieces of lava. But what did, what did you expect? They've never put out anything that is like super different from what they normally do. They're consistently good. Just consistently good. Like I, this is everything I would want from the Vandals. If the whole album sounded like this, I would be disappointed. But you know, the whole album is not going to sound exactly like this. I don't know that. No, I don't none know. Of their I don't albums know sound, We've done two Vandals albums. We we know not all the music sounds the same. It it differs. They're better songwriters than that. This it's is not just, like listen to a fucking Bad Religion <clears throat> album or a Pennywise album. Oh, oh, got him. <laughs> No, it's, anyway. it's it's good. It's definitely not great. Well, it's not that bad. But it's good. God, you're so fussy, man. What do you want from me? Yes. What do you want from you're, me? You're a fussy. <laughs> you're a fussy man. That's what you are. I'm a fussman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for some of the new music. Some uh, some things that have happened this week uh, in the music world. Angels and airwaves. Put out a brand new mu- bless you. Woo. Put out, oh, dude, you need to chill. That's it. Angels and Airwaves put out a, a music video for their song "Kiss and Tell." Uh, I like the video a lot. I think the song is an absolute banger, and fans are stupid like us, and they like to make up all these things about what the video represents, and everybody thinks it's a, about the, his divorce with his wife, and oh, it's so, it's so stupid, but. And of course, the video was like okay at best. I don't think the video was that it. great. I liked it. It was it was fun. It was it was better than any blink video that, that's been out in the last four or five years. Uh, I can't think and that's that the quick. truth. There's nothing happened in the video. There's nothing what was going on. He was flirting with a girl. It was stupid. <laughs> at least at least the, the video was like all of the band. Like it wasn't like the band playing and then other stuff happening that aren't related to the band, you know? At least Tom was involved in everything. Oh, so it wasn't just, like, actors in yeah, a movie, you know? I guess? And with the, like, the they band. were actually interacting with Tom and okay. the band and all that stuff. So just better than anything Blink's put out. Just saying. Yeah. I, I, I give the video a one. One out of three. <laughs> or a, a zero out of three. We give it a one. But the song, the song Kiss and Tell. The song give it a two and a half, 2.5. That's a, that's a fucking banger of a song. It was a good song. Honestly... Honestly, the song is better than everything Blink's put out since Tom left. You're, what is wrong with you? Why do you say things that you're just going to regret immediately because they're so dumb? Why would you say that? It's not, why would I regret It's that? not why better than everything that? that they've put out since Tom has left. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, not. It is. It's it is. It's not. It is. Well, whatever. We're going to move on because I'm sure we'll talk about Blink more at some point uh, and we'll talk about other things. Uh, Gene Bullets. The singer from Bullets and Octane, he will be he will not be touring with the band Bullets and Octane 
on their upcoming European tour because he has some health issues. Nothing more was stated about that. Um, but, you know, he's the only consistent member of the band. He's the only reason why I think people go see the band. I know. And not, even a, not, and not even a lot of people go see the band as it is. <laughs> I know. You're barely so, hanging on. Like, what, like they're, they're really, yeah, they're, they're just like on the edge of death, the band. And to even tour without him just is asinine. Who's gonna Who's gonna be the singer? Or who's gonna sing? I don't know. They didn't. They didn't. They haven't said. I don't think they said. Man, it better be somebody like famous. <laughs> hmm. I, it's such a dumb idea. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's what's happening in this world. But uh, another stupid thing that's happening in this world: Kurt Cobain, his uh, the, his famous green cardigan sweater that he wore on MTV Unplugged way back in 1993. I think it was 93. Uh, it went up for auction and it sold for a lot of money. It sold for, uh, uh, where was it? Oh fuck! Do you remember how much it was sold for? It it was I don't remember the exact amount. Two hundred. It was over two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Because one of his guitars sold for three hundred forty thousand, uh, like last year or two years ago. But uh, but yeah, his his that stupid green sweater. Yeah, the, the, just sold the sweater for sold for three hundred thirty four thousand. Jesus Christ. For a fucking That's, sweater, an ugly sweater at that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. People, I don't know what people, why people do things that they do. Nothing makes sense anymore in this world. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's very it's stupid. So that's silly. Yeah. Um, so something a little bit cooler, Dave Mustaine, singer-guitarist from Megadeth, um, he on Reverb.com, starting today, November 4th, uh, he's decided to put up upwards of 150 things of his. So like guitar, gear, whatever, you know, memorabilia up on reverb.com for you to go. I think reverb is an auction site, right? Yeah. Or is it? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's auctioning off a shit ton of stuff. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. So any like hardcore mega death or even Metallica fans, um, jump on that. It did open today on November 4th. So probably a day late, but anyway, check that out. He's putting out, he's putting up a lot of stuff on that site. Um, some shitty stuff, something that's kind of weird and, and in bad taste. Uh, Static X, or what remains of Static X, now that Wayne Static's been dead for the last few years, they have decided to release their own beer. Um, and this is brought on from the rest of the band members who don't really, who never got along with Wayne Static uh, the last like 10 years of his life. They were feuding quite a bit, they hated each other. And the fact that Wayne Static died from a drug overdose just seems kind of bad taste. It's in bad taste. Nah. It's released a beer. I think it is. I honestly nah. think it is. And clearly the guys in the band who haven't been in the band for like 15 years, you know, they all of a sudden they want to get back together with like a somebody else singing Wayne Static songs when they had nothing to do with the writing. And then doing this, it's just, everything is just really kind of shitty. I, mean, I don't know how close any of these people were to each other, but um, I remember when Nick Adenhart died. On the, he was an Angels pitcher. He was mm-hmm. a he was a kid that died from the drunk driver in Fullerton, downtown Fullerton. Yeah, I think back when I turned like the night before, the, the night I turned twenty one, like he died, or something like that. Okay, I think it was that. But anyway, and then like later on throughout the year, after they won whatever champion or not the championships, but they won like their division. They poured a bunch of champagne over like a mural in outfield 
of mm. Nick Aidenhart, and everybody was like freaking out because he had died from a drunk driver, and everyone said this yeah. was horrible and it was terrible that they did this. And like the mom came out and, and was like, you know, these people, these guys on the team, these were his family. Like, this was his friends. They knew him better than anybody else, and if they thought that it was okay to do that. Then I'm with, I'm for it. And everybody else that doesn't know anything about Nick Aidenhart doesn't know who he is. Shouldn't really be saying anything because you don't know who he is. I kind of relate that to this too. So, like I, like I said, I don't know how close any of these the people only, were to each other. But the if only they think it's up, okay, then I'm, I think it's okay. Well, the only hang-up is that the guys who are in the band now who decided to bring the band back, they, it was well-known and well-documented that Wayne Static didn't like them. Like, they fought and they hated each other, especially the bass player. Him and the bass player hated each other. And, you know, they, it was just a well-known fact. So the fact that all this stuff is happening... I think it's not it's not cool. You know, it's kind of like a slap in the face to his memory. That's my take on it, you know? Especially when, when they didn't write any of the music. It was all Wayne Static. They weren't even that good. They're, the Wisconsin oh Death Trip is a pretty fucking solid record. It's okay. It's okay to good. I'll give it's you a that. Pretty, it's a pretty damn good record. But I'm just saying, regardless of whether or not it's good, that's not that's not the issue right now. That's always the issue. (laughs) I guess so. Well, moving on to a band that is well-loved by many people, but not by Jeff and I, My Chemical Romance. They are back together and playing their first first show in seven years at the Shrine in Los Angeles, California on December 20th. Um, Yeah, this is just, I just don't care. (laughs) They're not a good band. I'm sorry. I've tried so hard with this damn My Chemical Romance, and I just don't think they're that good. I I, I don't get it either. I don't get it. <laughs> after it's crazy. After doing um, the Black Parade album again and realizing how actually terrible that album is, I just don't. I don't understand it. Like my love for My Chemical Romance was pretty solid because I thought that I loved that album, but now I only like one song by My, my Chemical Romance, and so. Yeah. Unless you're going to play that song 10 times in a row, then I don't, <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> okay, well, bands are getting back together. It is the season for bands getting back together. Um, this one is way more exciting. Uh, it's a much better band, and that is Rage Against the Machine. If you haven't heard yet, they're back together. They are playing some shows this spring, one of them being at Coachella. But they're back. They have not said whether or not they're going to be making new music. But, you know, if you missed them, I think the last show was in 2011. I think it was 2011. Uh, so, yeah, if you, you missed their shows, go check them out. They're playing. I think there's five dates, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, Rage are back, baby. Yeah. It's awesome. In, in, much, in much better news than My Chemical Romance. Yeah. It's, it's kind you of fun I, <laughs> that they're coming back to and playing kind of in like the 2020 era for politics and stuff. So I hope they're coming back like extra angry. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. And you know what I think is even better is that they announced that they're coming back together like two days after My Chemical Romance did, and it just destroyed all those headlines. Oh, yeah. Nobody like, gives a shit. Like, nobody gives, like, it just, it totally put them on the back, on My, Chem- My Chemical Romance on the back burner. That's, I love it. Even the kids at Hot Topic are still talking about the Rage Against the Machine reunion. <laughs> exactly. Um, man, do we have a lot of, we're talking about a lot of people we don't really care about. Morrissey. Uh, he, uh, he's selling stuff on his website 
and what he's selling are records and some other stuff by artists that are not him. Uh, like I think Bob Dylan was one of them, but what he's doing is he's signing those records. Morrissey is signing those records like Bob Dylan records or whatever, and then selling them on his website for a ton of money. He's selling his autographed ones for 200 and anybody else for 300. <laughs> I just, and why? Just, like, I mean, everybody thinks Morrissey's a dick anyway. So, I mean, this is, is just like dick. another notch in the old belt. Like how do you like you go on tour or, or you use your fame you know, I'm I'm just assuming here. He uses his fame to get autographs from these other famous people and in turn sells them. Like, how? what a douche. Wait, is that... Oh, so he's getting them autographed. Oh, I thought he was actually autographing these other people's records and then selling those records. No, they're autographs from other people. Oh. Like, there's oh, like... Shit, I think okay. there's a David Bowie autograph. Oh, okay. I thought it was even worse than that. Yeah. Okay. So look, there's, okay. there's there's autographs including David Bowie, Iggy and the Stooges, Lou Reed, Patti Smith, and he's selling those ones for three hundred. But you also buy Morrissey's signed records for two hundred. Oh boy, people are dumb. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. I just I there's nothing redeeming about Morrissey. The guy is his music's just whatever, and man, he just seems he's like an a idiot. Dick. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's move on to, to this next bit because this is a guy who I think kind of gets the shit end of the stick. People try to portray him as a shit person, but I really don't think he isn't. I really don't think he is a shit person. I think he's very, I think he's misunderstood and he's very, very talented. And that person is Billy Corgan. He is the singer, songwriter, guitarist for Smashing Pumpkins. He's putting out his double album called Cotillions on November 22nd. Uh, he's also doing, uh, I think he's just a European tour at this point, solo. So get into that. Um, I'm a Billy Corgan man yeah. as of late. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's so fucking talented. I'm sorry. I I think he really does get the shit end of the stick on a lot of things by the media. And it sucks because the fucker is talented. So there you go. New Billy Corgan solo record, Cotillion's double album out November 22nd. Um a band that I'm not too familiar with, I don't think Jeff is either, is Children of Bodom. But they ended up firing the drummer, bassist, and keyboardist who have all been in the band for at least 20 to 25 years. And don't you think that's kind of weird and strange? And they've been on like 10 records? Yeah, definitely. Because you're, you're not a big fan of Children of Bodom, are you? Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I like, I think like three albums. Mm. But I think that's, I mean, for any band to do that after being together for so long and being with them for so long, I think that's kind of strange. Yeah, it seems very, very, very odd. So yeah, for all of you Children of Bodom fans out there, I mean, I guess it sucks. It sucks for you guys, but it doesn't affect me too much. So it, that's all that matters. They've all been in the band since like the 90s. Yeah, I know, like right? Mid-90s. Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It is very, very strange. And 10 albums. And then now three of them are gone. But anyway, some upcoming tours and shows. Corn and Breaking Benjamin are going on tour this winter. It's a U.S. tour. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going, but what? I just might go. I mean, I don't give I don't give a shit about Breaking Benjamin, but yeah, I just I like Corn. I've actually seen Breaking Benjamin. They really suck live. I think Jared Jared Dean's or Jared Dines is touring with Breaking Benjamin. Oh God, that's awful. Okay, well, actually, where I saw Breaking Benjamin was at 
one of the Almost Acoustic Christmases. What? And night one of the Almost Acoustic Christmas is happening, I don't know, because I forgot to open up the link. Oh. So it is December, December 7th, 7th and 8th. At and the pond. Is it in Anaheim? Oh, yeah, yeah it is in Anaheim. Oh, yeah, the hunt. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yes, December 7th and 8th is K-Rock's Almost Acoustic Christmas. Night Only Night One has been... The, the lineup for Night One is the only one that's been released. Uh, so you have Cage the Elephant, Beck, Jimmy World, Young the Giant, Angels and Airwaves, woof, my boy Tom, <laughs> uh, Cold War Kids, The Head and the Heart, Catfish and the Bottleman, and uh, DJ Jeremiah Red. So there you go. I'm definitely not going to this. I have zero interest in this. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great to see two of these bands, but not worth it. Not worth it. No. So I'm sure tickets are going to sell out really quick, and they're going to be really expensive, and then you're only going to be able to get them from the fucking stupid radio station because radio shows really are bullshit. So there you have it. If you're in SoCal and you're interested in some of this bullshit, go check out night one of K-Rock's Almost Acoustic. That's bullshit. Bullshit. So that's about it for the uh, for this episode for week one of November 2019. Uh, we just hit you with some really good music news, some new music that's come out. We also gave you our songs of the week and our Fearless Beer Review. Yeah. Like you didn't already know because you fucking listened to this whole goddamn episode already. Yeah. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio, or just send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. Thank you all again for listening. Jeff and I both have dry mouth. So that's it. Bye.